This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I rummaged through the old boxes of Halloween decorations in our garage to finally find what I was looking for. I grabbed the large plastic bag filled with assorted Halloween candy. Triumphantly, I raised the bag above my head and returned to the kitchen where my wife, Samantha, waited. See? I said, I told you we still had some lying around. Saves me a trip to the store. Let me see it, Samantha said. I placed the bag on the kitchen counter and stepped back to allow her to examine it. Samantha flipped the bag over and let out a laugh. (laughs) We can't give this to the kids, she said. Why not? I asked. Look, she said, pointing to a label. This bag expired years ago. So what? It's not like candy actually goes bad. No one will know the difference. It's the principle of it, Theo. We can't be the house that hands out expired Halloween candy. So run down to the store and pick up some new candy like I told you to do two weeks ago. I let out a long, dramatic moan. Ah, fine. But what do I get in return? Samantha laughed and pulled me in for a kiss. Hurry back, she whispered. Yes, ma'am. I smiled and turned to leave. Oh, wait, Samantha called out. Pick up some more wine for tonight while you're out. I turned back to her. We have wine. She stared at me and raised an eyebrow. Yes, ma'am, I repeated and headed out the door before she remembered what else we were running low on. Once I arrived at the store, I headed for the candy aisle. It was slim pickings. That made sense considering it was the day of Halloween. I had to settle for a bag of fruit-flavored candy. I knew all of the local kids preferred the chocolate stuff, but at least this wouldn't be expired. When I went to get the wine, I ran into my buddy Hank. He was in the baby aisle, looking at two cans of baby food as if their labels were written in a foreign language. He frowned and tossed them both into his basket. What's up, Hank? Oh, hey, Theo. Good to see you. You're coming tonight, right? Hank sighed. Well, maybe. It's just Mia has been fussy all week. I think she might be sick. Lizzie and I haven't gotten much sleep. Having a kid isn't as easy as you thought, huh? Hank laughed. Come on, I said. You can bring Mia. That's no problem. Hank smiled wearily. I'll try to make it. Then he headed to check out. When I got back home, there was only an hour before all our friends were supposed to show up. Samantha had changed into her Bo Peep costume while I had been out. I couldn't help but laugh at how ridiculous she looked with her puffy dress and unflattering bonnet. She hit me with her shepherd's staff. I laughed and said, I saw Hank at the store. I don't think he's coming. Doesn't that seem better though? Samantha said, to get to go home to your kid. It's an excuse to get out of these ridiculous parties. No, I said. Sounds awful. Once you have a kid, 
You don't get to have fun ever again. Samantha stared at me. She looked wounded. I was about to say something when there was a knock at the door. I opened our front door to three middle school-aged kids shouting, Trick or treat! I, uh, aren't you kids starting early? We have to get the good stuff before it's gone, one responded. Okay, well... I tore open the plastic bag with my teeth and poured some candy into their bags. There you go. One kid whispered to his buddy, This isn't the good stuff. And they ran off. I walked back inside. Man, I said. They start earlier every year. Oh, so you hate older kids too, huh? Not just infants? At what age do you start liking people? Samantha said with a glare. What? What is that supposed to mean? Nothing, she said, and continued to lay out crackers on a cheese board. Whatever, I said, and ran upstairs to change into my costume. I put on a long shawl and a white beard, and I picked up my own shepherd's staff. Around seven o'clock, everyone seemed to have arrived. We were in the living room eating snacks, drinking wine and laughing. Samantha was still acting cold toward me, but she was doing her best to not let any of our guests see it. She put on a smile only I could tell was fake. There was a knock at the door. I got up to hand out more candy to the vicious children trick-or-treating, but to my surprise, Hank was standing at the door. He was holding his baby girl, and his wife, Lizzie, was standing next to him. Sorry we didn't dress up, Hank said. We didn't really have time. Hank! I shouted happily and hugged him. I'm so glad you made it. I pulled them all inside and brought them into the living room. While I had been out, our friend Todd had found the expired bag of Halloween candy. Hey, Theo, he said. You don't mind if I have some of this, right? Help yourself, but it is technically expired. Well, it's not like candy can really go bad anyways, (laughs) Todd said with a laugh. Samantha rolled her eyes at this, and I didn't say anything as I could sense I was already on thin ice with her. The night grew louder as all of us downed alcohol and chips and pizza, and almost everyone had eaten from the bag of Halloween candy. I laughed at the childishness of it all, but I was having a great time. We were in the middle of a game of charades when Todd let out something in between a whimper and a moan and collapsed onto the floor. He was clutching at his stomach and he started to moan louder. His wife, Lucy, dropped to his side. Todd, she said in a panic. What's wrong? Hurts. Todd groaned. It hurts so bad. Is he having a heart attack? Todd pulled up his shirt and we all stared with horror at his stomach. It looked like his skin was boiling, but as I leaned in closer, I saw that it was moving, or rather, something was moving just under the surface. Todd screamed as a host of writhing maggots burst out of his stomach. They spilled out of him like an overturned bowl of rice. Todd had either died or passed out. As horrifying as this was to see, no one was screaming. Instead, everyone was moaning. I looked around to see our guests, doubled over in pain, clutching at their abdomens. Lucy was rolling on the ground, completely ignoring her husband's body. There's something inside me, she shrieked. We all looked up to see something that looked like a large praying mantis claw burst out of her stomach. It was so forceful that blood splattered the ceiling. Lucy was still alive and screaming when a second insect-like claw ripped out of her chest. Then she went silent. What is happening? Keith, our pastor friend, asked hysterically. It's his fault. Martha, Keith's wife, shouted. She was pointing at me. He gave us expired Halloween candy. At that moment, a bluish tentacle ripped out of Martha's stomach and began to strangle her. Suddenly, I felt the pain everyone else was feeling. There was an expanding sensation in my intestines. I dropped to my knees. The pain was making me crazy. I couldn't think straight. 
I pointed a finger at Hank, my dear friend Hank, and shouted, It's his fault! He brought his sick kid, and she infected all of us! Hank's eyes filled with hatred. Don't you blame my girl for this, you asshole. We are the only ones not sick right now, and we are the only ones who didn't eat your candy. You're not sick. I muttered through clenched teeth. Because you're the only ones immune to your kid. The pain intensified, and sweat poured from my brow. Hank turned to everyone else. We are going to get help, everyone. It's going to be okay. He and Lizzie ran out our front door with Mia. People were vomiting left and right. In between moans, everyone kept pointing fingers and blaming one another for the impossible situation. It's all your faults, Keith shouted. You're all sinners. You were drinking alcohol. That's why this is happening. Then why are you sick too, dumbass? A voice shouted. Keith turned. Er, secondhand alcoholism? Keith collapsed as a swarm of gnat-like creatures came bursting out of his mouth, eyes, and ears. Their tiny wings splattered Keith's blood around our living room like rain. One of his eyes landed in a glass of wine with a bloop. No! Kathy, another friend, yelled. It's my husband's fault. It's Dylan's fault. He cursed us. I warned him. I told him that Mercury was in retrograde, that the stars... Shut up, Kathy. Everyone moaned in unison. And Kathy did shut up because a massive bullfrog tore out of her stomach and she collapsed. Voodoo! Yelled a voice. Demons! Shouted another. It's me! I ripped the tag off a mattress! Cried a third. I ran as fast as I could into our bathroom. There was something inside me too. I knew it was going to come out, so I decided to give it a path that wouldn't end with me dead on the floor. I shoved two fingers as far down my throat as I could manage. As I gagged, I felt pressure lift from my stomach. The pressure began to move upward, following the path of my vomit. I spewed again and again and again, but I refused to take my fingers out of my throat. At last, the thing moved up into my esophagus and emerged from my mouth. Tears streamed. I was choking. It continued to slide out of my mouth. Looking into the mirror, I saw that it was a massive white worm. It had puckered pink flesh that resembled lips on its head. Gently, I grabbed the worm and pulled it forward, trying to aid its exit from my body. After an agonizing minute, which felt like an eternity, the entirety of the worm was out of me. I gasped and flung its body into the bathtub. Returning to the living room, I discovered a massacre. Blood and guts were sprawled throughout the living room, fitting Halloween decorations. No one was left alive to move. It was silent, except for a hideous creature that looked like a cat without any hair lapping up blood. It turned out it actually was a cat without any hair. I forgot Kathy had brought her nasty pet with her. Surveying the scene, I found Samantha on the couch holding her stomach. She was still breathing. There was only a small hole in her abdomen. I felt it tear through me, she whispered. It ripped through my uterus. I know. I can feel it. The door burst open as Hank returned with a team of paramedics. They put Samantha on a stretcher, and I ran outside with them. You're going to be okay, I said. This is your fault, she said, not looking me in the eyes. What? You never wanted to have kids. I told you I did, but now I can't. It's your fault. You did this to me. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? I shouted as the ambulance doors shut. The vehicle sped away. Its sirens blared into the night. I turned back to my home, through the window. I saw the cartoonishly violent scene in my living room. Martha's tentacle monster was dragging itself, along with Martha across the floor. Seriously, though? I said out loud to no one. What the fuck? 